So I want us to get real honest now. And uh, I'm going to ask a question. It's going to require a level of vulnerability. I have asked it before. And uh, I just want to promise you, uh, those of you who put your hand up, acknowledging a yes to my question, there will be no judgment and uh, no guilt and no shame heaped upon you. My question is this. How many of you have ever dropped your phone and have it result in your screen being cracked or broken at some level? How many, how many, how many? Now, okay, yeah, okay, it's a few, it's a few. It's, sure, it's a, it's, a, it's a modern conundrum. I have not ever uh, dropped my phone resulting in a cracked screen, which by the way, doesn't make me better than you. Um, I, I did have a level of insight into your, uh, into your tragedy. Um, one Sunday morning, I... I was uh, gonna have to move just like I just did, move this table over here ready to speak. And I thought if I, I'll expedite the process, be a real clever bunny, and I'll put my iPad on my Amazon Basics stand over there and then carry the table across. Well, this uh, part of the, the stage is wood. This part of the stage is concrete. And I made it about three quarters of a step before my iPad decided to... Um, take a high dive off the 10 meter platform and, and make its way towards the concrete surface beneath. <clears throat> but uh, like a cat, it landed on its feet and uh, didn't break at all. How amazing is that, huh? I didn't even have time to pray, so I'm not claiming like God intervened. I was just like, like what? Anyway. Okay, those of you that answered yes to my first question, let me, let me get a little more vulnerable uh, here this morning. Uh, how many of you, after having a cracked screen in your phone, how many of you continued on for some uh, period of time, let's say over a month, with said, with said cracked screen? Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about when I, when I remind you that if you've got a cracked screen, uh, apps, start to get distorted. Uh, people send you photos and you, and you kind of can't quite make out what it is that they, people send you a text message and, and you reply and you didn't actually read correctly what they sent you and your reply didn't make any sense to them because you missed some words. Uh, what happens is after your phone screen is cracked and you continue to live with it like that for some time, you discover that you're no longer using your phone in the way that the designer created it to be used. Unfortunately, too many people choose to live this way. Too many people who have been damaged some point in their life choose to actually continue to live that way. And relationships get distorted and trust levels get eroded and things get very, very complicated, but they allow damage to become the new normal. And the thing about living a life, your life whilst you've experienced damage is most of the time we can actually continue. Most of the time we can actually function at some level, just like a damaged screen on a phone can still allow you to use your phone at some level. But if we persist living lives damaged, if we just accept that that's kind of how it's gonna be for the period moving forward, we no longer function in the way that the Creator designed for us to function and our name becomes damaged and it affects everything that we do. And I'm not gonna ask you 
to, to respond with a show of hands to this question, but I wonder how many of you have been damaged. I wonder if you've ever lost a job and you felt in that moment that you'd been dropped despite working hard and doing everything that your employer required of you. I wonder if you've ever uh, had a relationship that just fell apart and in that moment you felt like you'd been broken. I wonder how many of you have ever experienced betrayal or someone abusing your trust and in that moment you felt like you'd been stepped on. And, and, and these experiences, if we allow them to, they, 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 they don't only damage us, but if we allow them to continue unchecked, if we don't actually address them, they start to actually impact every area of our life. Our damage eventually does more damage. And our damage eventually damages others because we don't live lives in isolation. And when we're damaged, eventually that starts to damage other people. So it's critical that we address the damage because if we don't, we will not function in life the way that our Creator designed us to function. A couple of years ago, Louis, Louis's iPhone fell victim to gravity and, uh, and uh, the screen got cracked, but she had the good sense after only a week the good sense to take it to a phone repair store. And within 24 hours, her phone was automatically back to its former glory and her phone was back to functioning the way that the creator had designed it to function. We need to recognize if we've been damaged and we need to actually address that brokenness to ensure that we're gonna be able to function in the way that the creator designed us to function. And in fact, the great news I wanna share with you this morning is just like Louis' phone went from damaged to fully restored, that God is able to take you and your experiences and your life and take the damage and actually change it and restore you to who he created you to be. I wanna show you from a, a story in Jesus' life. If you've got your Elevate app, you can open the Bible there. Uh, it'll take you to Mark chapter five, coolest name in the Bible. And um, it'll take you to Mark. Wow, that was cold. Uh, take you to Mark chapter five. Just to warn you though, there's something funky going on with the, the, uh, the Bible software we linked that to. And you're gonna, see, you're gonna see a lot of the verses repeated. Maybe that's a message. We need to read it more than once. I don't know. And the scene that Mark captured is Jesus was, was going about his uh, kind of uh, thing during the day on a, just on a walking journey with some of his followers. And one of the uh, prominent Jewish religious leaders, a guy named Jairus, came to Jesus because Jairus' daughter was, was sick and Jairus had heard that Jesus had the ability to heal people. So he went and approached Jesus and asked Jesus if he would come, if Jesus would come and heal his daughter. And so Jesus said, yep, I can do that. And so Jesus and his followers went with Jairus on the way to Jairus' house to, to heal uh, Jairus' daughter. Well, this is where Mark picks up the story. In verse 24, a woman who'd suffered a condition of hemorrhaging for 12 years, a long succession of physicians had treated her and treated her badly, taking all her money, damaging her and leaving her worse off than before had heard about Jesus. She'd heard about Jesus. Just like Jairus, she'd heard about Jesus. This guy, he's been doing some healing. I just wonder, 
I just wonder, what if? So she slipped in from behind and touched Jesus' robe. She was thinking to herself, if I can just put a finger on his robe, I can get well. Now, Mark doesn't give us any more details about the hemorrhage. We don't know the the specific uh, issues, exactly what it was, whether it was internal, external. We don't know any of those specifics. But what, what, what we do know is in that culture, at that time, if you had any form of, of illness or disease or sickness that involved blood, you were actually given the name unclean. And you carried that name unclean around. And with that name came, came certain restrictions. You were not allowed to touch anybody. You were not allowed to go and worship in the temple. You were not allowed to interact with people. If you've ever read this, if you've been orbiting church world for for any time and you've read this story and and you think uh, she went and touched, just said, if I can just touch his robe. The reason she did that is she wasn't actually allowed to touch Jesus. She was forbidden to touch him. She thought, well, I'm still gonna risk this. I'm a social outcast. I'm not gonna touch him, but what if I can just touch his robe? What I, I just wonder if I can get healed. I love it. She didn't let every social stigma that was given to her, and by the way, she'd been carrying around for 12 years, prevent her from just taking a risk with her faith when it came to Jesus. Question, do any of you have someone in your family that when they get sick, they refuse to go to the doctor? Does anyone, anyone have someone in their family that, see, Louis puts a hand up because in our family, that someone is me. When I get sick, I don't get sick very often, thankfully, but when I do, I, I refuse to go to the doctor. And Louis starts this kind of healing process by offering to take me to the doctor for my sake. But after a few days, my damage starts to damage others and Louis escalates the offer to take me to the doctor. But instead of taking me for my sake, she now wants to take me to the doctor so I can get well for her sake because my damage has started to damage Louis. There's a hashtag that's doing its rounds on the interwebs and on socials. Uh, called hashtag I got busted. And it's where people put up on Twitter or Instagram a story of how in their, in their day, in their life, they got busted for doing something. Here's a few that I, that I really like. This girl put up, I lied and told my dad school was canceled. He said, oh, let's go to a movie. We got in the car and he dropped me off at school. <laughs> hashtag I got busted. So I drew eyebrows on my dog, but they wouldn't come off for a week. And I've actually got the picture of the doggo here as well. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, uh, hashtag I, I got busted. And then this one, we, we can kind of contextualize here. I was Facebooking in church and I should walk past and whispered, you better be texting Jesus. <laughs> For fear of sounding like a hypocrite, it actually makes very little sense to me when, that when you are sick, that you wouldn't go and present yourself to somebody who has the power to make you better. And so for any of us or anyone you know, who, even this lady who were carrying around something, some level of damage, it, it makes very little sense that you or I wouldn't bring it to Jesus and, and, and give Him a go at restoring us. However, I know people that have 
held back from bringing their damage to Jesus. And one of the reasons some people don't bring their damage to Jesus is they have a misunderstanding of what Jesus' response might be. Because this woman was told that while you're unclean, you're not allowed to come into God's temple. And some of us have been told that that's how Jesus operates. You can't go to Jesus if you're sick. You have to get fixed up and then you, then you become worthy of presenting yourself to Jesus. Some of you have been taught that, that Jesus expects perfection from you. And if you bring anything less than perfection, don't even think about bringing your damage, he's gonna reject you. And you think, I don't wanna bring that to that sort of Jesus because I'm gonna feel like I got busted. He's gonna make me feel that way. And, 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 and I wonder if this woman had to actually push past what may have been a preconceived notion about religion, well, <clears throat> she's just uh, thinking I can touch his robe. She wasn't trying to bring any attention to herself. She was just trying to do a kind of stealth Navy SEALs maneuver, get in, get out before anyone notices. And then she touched Jesus' robe and Mark records that the moment she did it, the flow of blood dried up. And she could feel the change and she knew her plague was over and done with. And at the same moment, Jesus felt energy discharging from him. And he turned around to the crowd and asked, who, who touched my robe? And his disciples said, what are you talking about, Jesus? It's like a freaking rock concert in here. And you're asking who touched me? Dozens of people have touched you. But Jesus went on asking, looking around to see who had done it. Now, the problem here is that you and I weren't there. Mark was, or, or at least the eyewitnesses that Mark had the account from were, but we missed out on the tone. Because what if after this woman had touched Jesus' robe, he says, the words are there, who touched my robe? What if he actually said, I touch my robe. I want them. I want names. I want to get them because they sapped some of my energy and I want it back. Because if that was his tone in that moment, this woman would have been terrified. She didn't want her cover to be blown. She was an outcast. She was unclean. She wasn't even meant to be there. Definitely not approaching Jesus and definitely not being accused of potentially actually touching him. And he wants to know who did it. It was a CSI and he wanted names and someone was gonna pay. Well, yeah, if, if that was his time. The woman, knowing what had happened and knowing she was the one, stepped up in fear and, and trembling and knelt before him and gave him the whole story. It was me, me. Jesus said to her daughter, you took a risk of faith and now you're healed and whole. Live well, live blessed, be healed of your plague. That was not Jesus' tone when he asked, who touched me? Who touched my robe? His tone wasn't to find out the guilty person and bring some sort of retribution to them. He, he, he wanted to actually upgrade their experience. In fact, 
Because you remember the, the frame of reference, Jesus was in that day, in that time, actually a, a rabbi. He was considered a rabbi in the Jewish religion. And, and by that very definition and by that very branding, there would have potentially been some preconceived ideas that, 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 we, that she wasn't meant to go to him, but she did. And there was a crowd watching what Jesus' response was gonna be and some of them would have had that same preconceived notion that people like her, the unclean one with the issue of blood, who we all know because she's been like that for 12 years, shouldn't be doing what she just did. And now we know it was her because she came forward to confess. What's Jesus gonna do about that? Well, Jesus did the exact opposite of what the religious leaders in that day did. He actually called her daughter in all four of what's called the Gospels written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in all four recordings of Jesus' life and Jesus' public ministry, this is the only time Jesus ever called anybody daughter. He never used this word before and he didn't use it after. And you wanna get an insight into what kind of person Jesus is and how he responds to people who bring their brokenness and their damage to him? He called her daughter. She'd been called unclean for the last 12 years and he, he didn't call her woman. He called her daughter. There was a mercy and a tenderness that was declared over her and that was demonstrated to her that she hadn't even got close to experiencing for 12 years. Her damage had become her new normal for 12 years. And Jesus said, daughter, because of your faith, because you're willing to take a risk, because you're willing to bring your brokenness to me, even though you didn't know how I would respond. <laughs> you're not only gonna get healed, I've actually made you whole. You came for physical healing, I gave you an upgrade. Jesus knows that our damage damages other things and our damage damages other people. And she was just coming to have the issue of blood healed. And Jesus says, yeah, but, You've been carrying that around for 12 years and that damage has done other damage. So sweetheart, if I just heal you of that disease, it's, an, it's gonna leave the other stuff untouched. It's gonna leave the stuff that's unraveled with the potential to cause further damage. So, so you might think you only need physical healing, but let me, let me tell you this, sweetheart, you need complete restoration and I'm gonna give it to you even though you didn't ask for it because that's the nature of Jesus. He doesn't just wanna fix and restore your damage physically, if that's where you're damaged. He does, doesn't just wanna fix your damage mentally or emotionally or relationally. He wants, to, <laughs> he wants to restore you completely so that you can function as the Creator designed you to function. And, 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 and that is the greatest news that I've got for you today. And it could have been damage that happened last week. It could have been damage that happened last year. It could have been damage that happened decades ago. But if, if you are willing to acknowledge that brokenness and you're willing to bring it to Jesus, then he, because this is who he is, he wants to restore you completely. Here's a little glimpse of what that might look like.